Welcome to the Empowerment Radio Show, the show that empowers, inspires, and motivates. Hear from experts in all areas of business as they share proven techniques that have helped them earn millions and have more free time. Learn the tricks of the trade, including how to market your business and develop the million-dollar mindset needed to succeed. Be sure to register for more information at torontowomensexpo.com. Use hashtag EWTS, which is short for Empowering women to succeed. Now, let's welcome the host of the Empowerment Radio Show, Randy Goodman. How are you? We're here again on Facebook Live with Renalia. Hi, Renee. Oh, Randy, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Awesome, awesome. So everything is amazing. You know what? We're getting a little feedback there. Okay, is it on my side or? Yeah. Okay, I'm not sure how to adjust that. Um, okay, well, you're clearer now. Okay, wonderful then. Okay, so sorry about that, everybody. I just want to make sure you guys can hear everything well. <laughs> So I'm excited to have you here, Renee, and uh, you are definitely an expert in your field. I know you've been in network marketing for a very long time, and you're definitely the expert. You are a seven-figure earner, and that is so impressive. So good for you for sticking with it and building a team, and I know you're helping tons of people in the process. Yes, thank you so much. And I, I know, obviously, through your experiences that you have um, kind of figured out the ins and outs of network marketing, the good compensation plans, not yeah. so good ones, <laughs> and maybe some of the things that in network marketing they really don't want you to know. And I'm excited to have you on and share these secrets with us because I know there's a ton of network marketers out there, even if they have full-time jobs or they're entrepreneurs, lots of people, whether they're doing network marketing full-time or not, they have something on the side, building a residual income, right? Yes, yes. I mean, I think nowadays in like this century, you almost have to have a side thing because, you know, back in the 60s, you know, you could have one 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 provider for the family was enough income of course in the 80s when my parents came to canada and i was born um both parents had to work because again you know uh the the inflation cost of living and nowadays it's like even with both parents having a solid income it's actually not enough to provide for the family right so it's really right. changing um but yeah you know having spent uh you know my, my first company age of 20 I'm now 36, so that that'd be about 30, good 36 years. Uh, sorry, 16 years now. I've been in this industry of network marketing, and the things that I've just learned, you know, over 16 years, um, going to different events, meeting different people. There's certain things that I wish I would have known about, you know, when I first got started a long, long time ago. That would have saved me probably so much time, but also so much money as well in the process and a lot of trial and error. So really excited to share with you guys today. 
you know, some of those key things. Yeah. So thank you for having me on the call today. Well, I'm thrilled to have you. And I would love to know what some of those secrets are and things <laughs> that, you know, the network marketing companies don't want us to know. So, and I know you're definitely the expert in this field and I'm excited to learn from you. So why don't you give us, um, some tips that you think are really crucial for people out there to understand. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And um, I guess I'll share a quick story first. And it kind of relates to my first point, which was, you know, um, Eric Worre is another sort of, you know, um, a gatherer of network marketing training and leaders. And I happened to be at his event in Las Vegas at the seven figure summit where they gathered a lot of the top commerders in North America. And, you know, one of the biggest secrets that, that, companies don't really want you to know about um, is a lot of them, but I'll focus on a few, maybe two points today. Um, one of the key ones is to really look at, you know, um, an item called retention. And okay. retention is one of those things where I find that most people, you know, when they see the first company, they get sold on the stories, they get sold on the, the, the benefits of the products, and they kind of hop on board because they think that, okay, well, if I like the products, and I have some benefit, then somehow that must mean by default, it's going to be a good business and, and I'm going to make a lot of money with it as long as I stay laser focused. And that might have been true, you know, 30, 40 years ago when there weren't that many companies out there. And nowadays, I think, it's a, you know, retention is such a huge thing because um, being at this event, I got a chance to meet a lot of the other seven-figure earners, six-figure earners in our marketing. And... You know, I asked them all a few questions. You know, I asked them, well, can I ask you, you know, what products are you are you out there selling? And, you know, 90, 99% of people who are part of that group of seven-figure earners, they were all selling health products, you know, health and wellness. And okay. so, so, but the other question I asked them was, well, how big is your team? You know, because to, to make a million a year, you basically have to make around 90000 per month over 12 months. Uh, make about a million dollars. And so I asked them, well, how many people do you have in your team? Because I wanted to find out how many people does it take, you know, to build an organization to generate a million a year of, of income right. and, or, or 90,000 a month. And, you know, everyone had at least 100,000 people. One person I talked to had 250,000 people. Another gentleman had over half a million people in his organization. Wow. And, you know, the funny thing is that they say it with such pride. They're like, you know, I have half a million. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a measuring stick to them. You know, I have half a million people. And, and they say it with, with, with such pride. But to me, when the average person hears of those numbers, I don't know about, you know, about, you know others. But for me, at least, I'm thinking, wow, I, even today, I don't think I can't foresee myself having half a million people. I think for the average person, that's like you know, winning a lottery to have that many people in your organization. And so I find that, you know, if you're out there, don't get sold on, you know, if that impresses you, don't let it be. Um, so one of the things that I, I, I educate people on a lot is one of the secrets that companies don't want you to know about is how to calculate how many people do you need in your team to generate income. So in my previous example, for these people to make, 90,000, 100,000 a month of income, they had to have 100,000 people. So, you know, um, my company, we kind of term it the earning per distributor, how much you make 
per person in your team, right? And so on average, it's about one-to-one. So one person in your team that you have right now in your network marketing business will generate about a dollar a month of residual income, factoring in retention, all that stuff, right? So, you know, to generate a hundred thousand month of income, you got to have minimum a hundred thousand people. Um, and for me that, you know, it's just, you know, so if, if you want to make 10,000 a month, you're going to have 10,000 people, a thousand a month, a thousand people, but even that is, is a lot of people. So what I looked at um, after my first few companies I went through, and I think we all go through our first few companies where we have applied effort, we give it all we got, but don't really have the success. I really had to look at this earning per distributor factor. And so, uh, you know, for myself, when I looked at the compensation plan, because the only way to figure out what is the earning per distributor ratio is to actually look at the compensation plan. And so when okay. I find that, Plan, you know, in my current company, um, not to promote my company, but to give you an example, um, I was able to hit hundred thousand a month of income with just seven thousand people. So seven thousand people might generate, wow. yeah, hundred thousand a month of income. And I feel like if people just knew this, knew how to calculate in their plan, how much does each person pay you in residual income, they'd have a much far better shot at achieving success. You know, um, so that's one key topic that, you know, without going into too much, you know, discussion into just to look at and really understand, because the only thing that pays you in network marketing that you can figure out what's paying me is the compensation plan. You know, unfortunately, a lot of people out there and you, you probably go through the same thing, Randy, they're always promoting about some guy in their company who's making a million dollars a month. And they say it as if as if you join, you can do it, too. Right. You know, or that they that because they have that story, they're going to have it as well. But to me, you know, these other top earner stories, you know, are good for, you know, motivation. But it yeah. is, is no guarantee of what you're going to make. The only thing that can tell you what you're going to make is the comp plan. And, and to go one step further and look at, well, how much does each person actually pay me in the comp plan? And that's one, I guess, of the two things I want to really share today was just to look at that, that, that point. So, and, and you're right, because, you know, the reality is most people fail in network marketing, right? Either they don't have the right mentor teaching mm -hmm. them how to do it properly, or they just don't understand the concept uh, in the beginning, or, they're, or they don't understand proper networking and relationship mm -hmm. building, and they're constantly trying to push sales. Um, so there's lots of reasons why people don't do well, but for the ones that want to do well or who are doing well, those are the people who, um, you know, get really, really good at building relationships, number one. And number two, maybe they really understand that comp plan that you're talking about, where they understand what exactly am I making, because I don't think most people understand or even get the comp yeah. plan at all, Right. Agree, 100% agree. Yeah, and I remember many, many years ago, uh, you and I had actually sat down and you were writing on a piece of paper. And I think one of the reasons why you're so successful, and only because I've experienced it myself, <laughs> is that you would actually sit down with somebody new and start explaining the comp plan and yes. going through, because I remember I was part of another network marketing company at the time, and right. we were kind of having this sort of argument. 
about the comp plan. <laughs> and you were trying to prove to me how your comp plan was a good comp plan. <laughs> so you were going through the details of it. And, you know, but you actually took the time to sit there and go through step by step to show somebody to, to understand how are you yes. going to make money? What do you have to do? And how simple it is? Because I know some of these comp plans are really complicated. Well, right? There, I see videos, Randy, where, you know, I'm like 100% certain that majority of the people in these companies have no clue what's going on. They don't really understand the mechanics of it, you know? And, and it's funny because you're right. It's like, you know, let's say we, we found the same person or two different people and or the same person rather. And they had the right work ethics. They were great at building relationships. They were great at networking. Um, but you put them in two different companies, right? One yeah. company had a bad comp plan. And one company had a good comp. So it's the same person, same skills, same product, same everything. Right. We just changed the comp plan. You know, that's so I hope people on the call today realize that, you know, you could have all the right skills, all the right abilities. You're great at building relationships. You're good at follow-up, closing, approaching. You know, um, but in the wrong comp plan, you know, same company, different comp plan, even you're, you're going to have massive differences in, of, of success. Right. Um, and, and one other reason why I love to uh, share the comp plan with people <laughs> like, like, like we did is I find that it builds longevity and, and retention yeah. because when someone understands the comp plan, they know what to work for, you know. Um, and they can they they feel like they they understand what's going on. And now you're actually you're actually creating and training business owners, not just people right. who get in story and they're gonna rah rah and pump it up, but because they actually understand. It's kind of like if you started any traditional business, you would look at your accounting books, you know. So for us, the comp plan is is that purpose. Yeah. <laughs> but you're training. You're basically training people to to sell. I'm gonna use that word. Um, you know, not as a word where you're pushing sales on people, but, you know, even relationship building or no matter how passive they do it, they're still selling. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the way you train your employees or your associates to sell your business, it, one helps them to be more successful when they have right. the knowledge. Right. But it also helps bring a great team. And now when you're properly training that team, that team can go and do the same over and over and over again. Patient, right? yes. And they're teaching other people how to do it properly, which helps build you. Like who cares how many people are under you? I totally agree with you. If you have a half a million people and you're only making, you know, whatever, a hundred grand a month or whatever, um, you should be embarrassed. <laughs> I'm throwing it out there because it means that most of the people under you are doing nothing. Right. Exactly. And, exactly. you know, sorry, network marketers. I love you guys, but uh, you know, not to be embarrassed. I don't really mean that, but you know, yes, it's awesome that you have a half a million people under you, but it also means that probably 80 or 90% of those people aren't doing anything. So, when you're exactly. trained yeah so yeah uh, i'll let no, you no it, it's such a topic that you know like we, we we enjoy just sharing more more scope on and you know again it's it's with that many people in your organization 
think about, you know, because my fear is casualties. You know, my, my, my fear I always have is how many casualties are there out there people who are putting money into something, you know, and and lack of education, lack of training, they're not having success, but now they're kind of blaming network marketing. But really, network marketing's concept is great. It's it's the people or the companies that run them that can make mistakes, right? And I yeah. mean, and, and all this stuff really ties down to the, the second key point that I really want people to consider and to look into in your business, which is retention. Because yeah. Yeah. The average retention right now that is reported on the DSA is about six to ten percent. So wow. after work, it's, wow. it's um and and people never really like for me being a computer programmer, I guess, by you know, by by my, my university studies and my initial career, um, I like to analyze things and, and for me I always ask, well, what creates such a low retention ratio? You know, why are most people who are joining company ABC leaving company ABC. Right. And, you know, these are the secrets that, again, I'm going to say a few things that mm-hmm. most people want to hear about or companies don't want you to know about um, is, you know, one thing that impacts retention mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. competitors. The more people that are selling a similar product to what you're selling means that you have more competition, which can, of course, impact retention ratio. So, Currently today, reported on the World Federation Drug Selling Association, the WFDSA, there's mm-hmm. 110 people plus now in direct sales, like globally. And Sorry, how many? You cut out there for a second. Oh, so yeah, 110 million people. Wow. Globally, wow. with like direct selling's umbrella, right? Wow. And they broke down, they go and just Google WFDSA, they even have this breakdown of what are the classifications of products that these people are selling? And okay. you'll see chart, you know, if you combine health and wellness with household products, it's almost about 90%. So wow. 90% of in the workforce of direct selling is in selling health and wellness and household products. So if people just understood this stat, well, so if I go into a company that is selling, I don't know, weight loss, for example, right? or or healthy something, healthy vitamins, healthy oil, healthy coffee. I don't know what it means. You know, just understand that you have, you know, 90% of 110 million people have over, you know, 92 million people in the world essentially competing against you. They're essentially competing against you, which can really drive down retention. So back in the, the Amway days, 1950s, 1960s, it was great to be in health and wellness because there's no other companies back then in their marketing, you know, like if, if you're with lifestyles or Amway or, you know, maybe, you know, uh, uh, Herbalife back then it was a great time and you had stable income, but today, you know, just look at that, you know, I mean, retention is such a big topic and one little aspect that can impact retention of course is your competitors. And so for me, I want to find something where I wouldn't have that concern because uh, uh, my last story for today is um, in, in my first company that I left, it was health and wellness. In the second company that I chose to be with, um, it was the only company that was, I guess, it's like a travel company, it's called that. It was the only travel company in network marketing back in 2000 and, uh, 2004 now. And I loved it because I was like, wow, I'm, I'm, this is the only company 
that does travel within the umbrella of network marketing. You know, I'm going to get started. I got in and things were just going fantastic. Man. The team was growing. Retention was good. About 10 months later, what happened was another company was catching on the, like the power of this concept. And they actually mm-hmm. caught almost literally, uh, you know, the, the, the company itself. So now you have another travel company that was doing travel within network marketing. And two things happened. Forget, you know, one thing that happened was some of the people in my team that was underneath me, when mm-hmm. they heard new company in network marketing and that they could be the first ones at the top of right. the new company, a bunch of them just whoop and jumped on over, right? Yeah. Great. So, <laughs> it's a squirrel. <laughs> The shiny object. Yeah, exactly. And then the second problem that happened that was even worse than the first problem was some of the top leaders in my current company knew that people would eventually be going over. So they signed a special deal with another company and they literally brought a bunch of my people and the company over. So now I have the people that I was edifying and, you know, promoting as top orders in my company who are now taking my people and going to another company. Right. Wow. When that happens, it, it, it almost crushed my belief in network marketing at that point in time. Right. Wow. Wow. So, and I hear this happening over and over again because people chase shiny objects. Yes. And they think the grass is greener over there. So instead of, you know, the stick to itness that yes. we should have and the focus that we should have, they say, oh, that looks good over there. <laughs> and they run. But they don't. Like, there's no, not that they have to be loyal, but no sense of um, loyalty to people who are spending and devoting time and putting time into them to train them properly um, or to ensure their success because you're not just training people and helping them uh, to be great salespeople, um, you know, for themselves, but you're also really giving them a tool that's going to help them for the rest of their lives when they learn how to do it properly, right? And oh, that's it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a catch-22. It's almost like, you know, the legal term, you can't suck and blow at the same time because what happens is, you know, yes, like, you know, as a leader who's building a team and you're telling mm-hmm. people, hey, you know what, you want to, you know, stay focused, uh, you know, I found an amazing thing, come follow with me. So you have that responsibility. Right. But, but then, you know, you also have the responsibility of, you know, to me, if you actually found something that, given all these trainings that I put out there too on how to look for a good company, if you find a good company that, you know, logically pays more, you know, logically has a better product to promote, um, that has better leadership, mentorship, coaching, all that stuff, systems, you kind of owe it as well to your team. So I guess what I'm saying is, you know, shiny objects are, are there, but as long as you make the educated decision and you really think carefully before you move over, because mm-hmm. if you move over to a company where the same problem happens again, right. now you're losing credibility. So as long as you have a justification that, you know what, I, that was my first, my first company, my second one, I wasn't really sure what I was doing, but I got some amazing training, mentoring, and I want to share with you an incredible opportunity that I actually now understand what 
what is some key criteria in picking a good company, and this is why I'm right. going there. Then right. these people, you're not just saying, hey, join me again, make money here, and hey, pay again to join another. No, you're not saying that. You're just saying, again, just having that basis of, of, of information and education to make that informative decision. Yeah. Absolutely. And I want to acknowledge Rose and Riaz for being on. I know there's others on as well who haven't said hi. So say hi if because uh, we don't know that you're on or who you are unless you make a comment. So I'd love to know who you are. If you have any questions for Renee, please uh, type them in. We'd be happy to answer them. And Renee, so you made a comment about credibility. And I want to touch on that because you're absolutely right that when people start hopping from company to company and they're looking for that shinier object or they think yeah. the grass is greener, what happens is you actually, and hi, Michelle, um, you actually start to lose credibility for yourself yes. as a business person because, you know, one day you're pushing health and wellness, next day you're pushing insurance, next day you're pushing uh, jewelry, the next day you're pushing skin products, and you can't make up your mind, all of a sudden people are like, what's this person doing? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and we all know lots of those people, right? Yes. Where every year, every six months, they come to us with a different idea. And, you know, you one day you hope one of those are going to stick, right? And, yeah. and they're just going to get happy and comfy in one of them and say, this is the one. But there's people who never settle. Right, they're I mean, always jumping. Yeah, you know one thing hi, that Natalie. I think I attributed. Hi, Natalie. You know, to to you, you want to say some more hellos to other people, or yeah, no. Um, well, Stanley's on. He says hello, Renee. Michelle says hello, Renee. Hi, guys. Thanks for joining <laughs> us this morning. <laughs> um, yeah, like one one thing about the credibility is. You know, it's it's one thing to to again, you know, look for the right opportunity, given that you understand these a few of these points that we talked about today. But what even is another little hidden secret, a little dirty secret in, in our marketing is again, you don't even realize this until you get to a certain stage within this industry is that a lot of these leaders nowadays, it's like they live upon getting deals from companies. It's almost like they, they understand that, okay, they, they can kind of bring a crowd with them. They can't really make money in the company, but as long as they get a really good deal from the new company, and, you know, I mean, I'm sure you get them as well too, many, but I get them all the time. You know, every every mm -hmm. week I have someone who wants to fly me down to, I don't know, somewhere in Utah, you know, because most companies are still from Utah. Um, and, and they have this signing contract. And, you know, the biggest, you know, uh, uh, unveiling of this scheme was literally happened a few years ago where some gentleman received a deal from a company, you know, to join the company and get paid, you know, a signing bonus of $30,000, something like that. They guaranteed wow. monthly commissions of 15 grand a month. Um, and, and what happened was this person never collected on the deal. So the company actually kind of wow. shafted And he, he basically sued the company by posting, um, by contacting, you know, Network Marketing's premier lawyer, essentially, uh, and went to go and sue this company. And the contract, the contract, he actually posted it online. And wow. It, wow. The contract, funny, because the contract says, you are not supposed to disclose this deal with anyone else outside of you and the company. And so what happened was um, a lot of people out there don't realize that sometimes the stories that you're hearing about some guy who just joined the company 
who in the first month made 15 grand in his first month. Unfortunately, that's a false income claim because right. had the person in front of the room said, hey, I made 15 grand my first month because I was given a deal, that's okay. But they never disclose the deal. They're just saying, hey guys, I made 15 grand a month my first month. I can do it. You can do it too, right? And that's what's the most disturbing thing for me is people aren't really, you know, all these false income claims. And right. so, you know, um, there's so many dirty little secrets in our marketing. And what bothers me is if you're going to make an income claim like that, just be honest that you got a deal from the company. But I bet you if they were honest enough to say, hey, guys, I got a deal to join this company, hands up my 15 grand. Most people will not join that company because they're really, they're thinking, well, why do you get a deal? But I don't. Right. Like, so right. <laughs> it means that your success, I can't even get because you got a deal. So this is like a fake story then. Exactly. Uh, geez, so, but nobody so knows it's a fake story. That's the problem, you know? Like, That's the <laughs> and, and you know, they're, they're find out if you actually understood the comp plan because you can ask that person, well, how many people did you bring in the first month? How many are this level? How many are that level? How much sales? You can actually ask the right question to determine if it's false or true, but people just don't right. know how to ask these questions. Yeah. Right. Well, they're, they're too fresh or too new or, or, you know, are not that familiar with network marketing yet. So, you know, exactly. they don't know those things. And I guess after time, they'll start to learn. <laughs> you and, know? and it, yeah, it's true. And, you know, I want to be the person that, you know, along with you, Randy, and, and your associates to get out there and just educate people, mm -hmm. you know, on, on making the right decision, the informed decision. You know, there, there, are, there are great companies out there that have the right criteria, but you got to know how to find the right ones. So, exactly. And, and what bothers me, here's another little dirty little secret, is so no. many people <laughs> that buy into this top 20 list. So somehow mm. some organization puts together the top 20 list of opportunities and somehow people just say, oh, well, if I join one of these 20, it must be a good company. Like, oh my gosh, right. no. Like they never realize, well, who makes this list? Who, who creates this top 20 list based upon what criteria? Right. Is it on revenue? If it's revenue, Amwish and Avon should be number one because they're, they're right. always, be, you know, in a billion dollar sales. Yeah. It's an growth. Um, and even if it's based on revenue, here's another little dirty little secret. Some companies base growth on revenue. Now, if the company is publicly traded, fantastic. Chances are they can't lie about their revenues, right? Right. But for, for most MLM companies, they're privately held companies. Yeah. How do we know that what revenue you're stating is actually accurate? Yeah, like there's, exactly. There's, there's, you know, they, they could just be making up a number to, to, to create that growth. And, you know, again, most people who are responsible for creating these top 20 lists, from what I've seen so far, mm -hmm. they do have hands in each other's pockets. Right. You know, so, so they're putting this list together because they're actually affiliated somehow in the back end that you don't realize with these companies. So, again, the only way to determine if an opportunity is good or not to me is to look at the comp plan. Right. And, yeah. yeah and, and you're giving excellent tips and thank you so much for that. I know there's going to be a lot of people appreciating what you're sharing. Um, thank you. But I also understand you started podcasting. 
Can you yes. share a little bit about that? And why did you decide to get into podcasting? Well, I met one of your good friends, uh, Gordon So. Yes. And, you know, one thing that I really, I, I do have my Facebook page and I have my uh, my YouTube channel. But I find that sometimes, you know, it's just the, the convenience of having to play in the, the day stream. I found that just podcasts are great because you can play it off of your your, your phone. Um, and, you know, it's really accessible. You can download these, these audio files and play them on long drives, that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I just, I just, I've always wanted to do podcasts, never really had the right, uh, I guess, direction on how to get it done. And when I met, okay. you know, Gordon So, it was like, wow, it's super simple. And within like four days, I have like seven podcasts up already. So, yeah, good for you. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So, I know that'll get you a lot more exposure. And draw a lot more people to you as well, which is, you know, we want to podcast because we want to share information with people. But yeah. the back end is it'll actually draw people to you as well. So that's fantastic. As an educational platform, it's, it's huge. And, you know, again, if you are out there thinking of doing a podcast or not, um, I, I can I can verify that it does help, you know, uh, create uh, you know, a, a, a small or big following in the future. So, you know, but in the end, uh, my, my main, I guess, passion for the podcast was just to get information out there in as many channels as possible. So, yeah, thank you for the uh, for the guidance there too. So, <laughs> no, definitely. And um, you know, when you're podcasting, you can start generating thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of uh, listeners who want to hear the information that you have to share. So it can only be good for you. And that's awesome. So, uh, you know, you guys out there, if you want to set up your own podcast, you can go to mypodcastworld.com and do that. And please connect with uh, Renee, like send him a message here. I know Michelle was saying that transparency is key. And, uh, you know, there's some comments there while you were talking, which is awesome. If you guys want to connect with Renee, either send a message or message him directly. And uh, I know, is there another way that they can get a hold of you or they can just message here? Yeah, you can message here. I mean, my, my Facebook, uh, fortunately, the only one Renee Liao out there in the world. Uh, so this, you won't find a thousand on Facebook. Um, Good. So, you know, <laughs> Twitter, you know, Instagram, but Facebook definitely is an easy way. Um, yeah, or just, you know, uh, through through my podcast world as well, too. You can find me there as well, too. So that's awesome. Um, Gordon just asked uh, if I just got started in MLM, is there a book that you would recommend reading? That's a good yes. question. Okay. Yes. Uh, the, the two main books that always got me uh, off to the right track. Um, uh, well, I guess three books, and they're pretty common, I guess. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, just to understand mm -hmm. the power of passive income. Yeah. Um, uh, Think and Grow Rich, just mm -hmm. on mindset uh, development, uh, which is key. And then how to win friends and influence people for the networking mm -hmm. side of things. So now we have the mindset. We have, you know, the, uh, the, the, the understanding of passive income. And, of course, we have the understanding of how to build proper relationships as a starter. Awesome. Yeah. One Love last it. book is... Is how, uh, how to Sell Network Marketing to Your Friends uh, by Michael Oliver. So another really okay. cool book. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for all those tips. Oh, my goodness. Like, I didn't expect 
that much great information from you in one shot. So thank you for being so generous <laughs> in, <laughs> yeah, and sharing. And thank you for being on this Facebook Live. I'm honored to have you on. I know you're, you know, you're strapped for time and you're constantly pounding it out and making things happen and helping a lot of people. So thank you so much for being on with us. Well, you're very welcome again. Thank you for for uh, allowing me to you know share these few words with you guys on today's event. And of course, you know, uh, um, you know I mean, uh, it's, it's great just to be able to connect with you again, Mandy, because we've known each other for many years and never got a chance to, you know, having these kind of uh, series before. So thank you as well for taking the time to be with me today. Thank you. Well, thank you. And I hope that we'll see you at the Toronto Women's Expo on March 29. I hope you'll come by and let people meet you face to face. Uh, actually, that's funny. We are our company eleventh annual convention just happens to be on, on the same week, but just uh, happens to be that day. <laughs> yeah, but you know, um, um, I, I will uh, mark my words. I will be out the events uh, either this year for sure, at some time this year. So, okay, perfect. Know. So, I look forward to introducing you to people. If you guys want to come out and meet Stanley, says you're the best. So. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for being on. Thanks again, Renee. You are awesome. You're very welcome. Thank you, guys. Okay, we'll see you guys later. Okay, bye. Bye, okay, everybody. Bye, bye guys. Thank you for listening to the Empowerment Radio Show. Want more empowerment from Randy Goodman? Stay up to date and follow Randy on Twitter at Randy Connects. That's Randy with an I. Remember to use hashtag EWTS, which is short for Empowering Women to Succeed. Or visit TorontoWomensExpo.com.